Shaloma. You're listening to Watered Womanhood, the podcast for women walking in the truth of who Yahuwah the Most High says we are, where we uncover what it means to be His bride. I'm Rabbi Shah Aloha Lani, founder of the Hebrew Housewife, a set-apart homemaking block for the daughters of Israel. I've been studying the Word all my life and ministering to Israelite sisters since 2019 by the grace of Abinawa with original homemaking tips, biblical marital advisory, and truth-based devotionals. Join me in building up the kingdom at Watered Womanhood on Instagram, thehebrewhousewife.com, and right here as we fellowship in spirit and in truth. Hello, I am back. Yes, it's been, what, four months? Yeah, it's been about four months. My last episode, I believe, was February the 11th. Um, First, I would like to say hallelujah. I praise our Heavenly Father. Um, I just give him the glory. And Heavenly Father, I ask that your Holy Spirit would be with us in this hour, in this moment, and that your words would shine forth and that you will be glorified. Amen. Um, second of all, I just really want to thank all you wonderful, beautiful, lovely sisters for your encouragement. Sister Maya Isabel, Sister Rochelle, Sister Aviva, um, Sister Aram, um, Sister Zakara. I really just appreciate all of you sisters who continue to reach out to me and to inquire about this podcast and ask me, is the Water Womanhood podcast still a thing? It absolutely is still a thing. However, there is a time and place for everything under the sun. And I really needed to take a moment to not even just get my home together and get my home affairs together. But I needed a break. I needed a moment away from content creation and production because when you're not careful and when you're like me, you know, one of my my strongest expression of love is labor. And so to me, I often create work out of things that I love doing. And I still love it the same, but the work does become (laughs) more work than I originally signed up for. And um, I realized that this is not a labor. You know, my labor is to obey the commandments and to follow Yahuwah. It's not to necessarily even be a speaker or a mouthpiece for him, but it's truly just to follow him and you know, when some when the Most High gives someone, and particularly me, I'm just going to speak for myself. When the Most High gives you a platform, um, or maybe even words to say, you can often use that as um, your purpose or your identity. And I think that I was so wrapped up in this podcast that. I forgot the simplest things, you know, I didn't have my mind on the more simple matters at hand. So I've taken the opportunity to really just get back, you know, just get centered again, just get back to ground zero and remember why this podcast exists. You know, it's not to glorify me. 
Um, it's not even really just to honor the community. It's really just to give the glory to the most high. And, you know, I hope and pray that these words will touch you as an individual listener and that you may feel closer to him as a woman, as a sister, as a wife and a daughter, and that um, you may feel inspired in your homemaking and just feel blessed in the composition that he's give you, given you and the work of his hands in your body. Hallelujah. So something that I really wanted to share in the topic of today's episode is the subtle blessing of being a wife, the subtle blessing of being married. And I, I feel like I've mentioned this before. I always say that, right? I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a repetitive person, but I feel like I mentioned this prior that every time I pray for the most high to help my husband, the most high ends up using me to help my husband. And you would think that's so obvious, right? You would go in praying like, God, I don't know what you're going to do, but I know you're going to do something. I just pray that you help this man. You would think it would be obvious that he would use you because you're the help me. But, you know, it still shocks me to this day. And I know, like, even the next time I ask the Most High for something on behalf of my husband, he's going to use me. I'm still going to be shocked because you really truly underestimate the power of being one body and being one unit. And um, a few weeks ago, I think my husband was a little despondent. He seemed a little sad. I could tell that he was not his usual self. He wasn't really jolly at work. Um, My husband is very goofy. He wasn't being goofy. He wasn't really smiling. I can tell he was really just tired. He would come home from work and just climb into the bed. And, you know, I just kind of felt helpless because I do everything that I can do. But, you know, there are just some things that you cannot give to your husband. And one of those things is joy. One of those things is peace. According to Galatians, peace and joy are fruits of the Holy Spirit. We cannot find peace and joy in ourselves or in another human being or in self-care or in traveling or in doing hobbies. Peace and joy are fruits of the Spirit. And so often I have found myself trying to give my husband joy, trying to give him peace, completely forgetting that these are not things that I can create. These are not things that... um, I can take responsibility for in his life. These are things and blessings of the most high. They're bestowed upon us and they can be transmitted through us. Of course, we can, we can and should be conduits, but I realized that I was not taking the time to usher in the Holy Spirit, you know, into his life and into his heart and I remember one morning before he went to work, I was up at about um, close to 5 a.m., I think, and I prayed, Heavenly Father, um, please restore my husband's joy today. 
restore my husband's peace today. Give him something to smile about. Heavenly Father, work a miracle in his life today. Just really make him laugh. Tickle him, you know. And I prayed that prayer before in the past. And my husband will, you know, call me in his office and tell me something that has really made him laugh. And so I know that the Most High hears that kind of prayer. And I know that the Most High listens. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to waste time. I'm just going to go ahead and pray about it. And that day that I prayed for the Most High to restore my husband's joy and restore my husband's faith and, and give my husband just peace and laughter and beauty, my husband pulled out the futon in his office and invited me in there. And I stayed in there with him all day. And I had no intention to do that. I had no idea that I would be doing that. Um, I honestly had other plans for my day aside from, you know, just laying in my husband's office all day, being lackadaisical with my blanket, really not accomplishing anything. But once the day was over, I just thought, wow, I prayed for the most high to restore my husband's joy, restore my husband's peace. And then the most high brought me to my husband's side for the whole day. I did not leave his side. And we really fellowshiped. And honestly, you know, most of the time we did not even speak. And I noticed that my husband, he just seemed so much more jovial. He seemed so relieved. He was smiling again. He just seemed, you know, like there was a pressure that had been taken away from him. And I was so mind boggled, you know, like I was just so blown away because I underestimated what my presence could do for him. And when I prayed for the most high to <laughs> give my husband joy today and restore my husband's peace, I, in my head and in my heart, I envisioned, you know, that the most high would speak to him through the word or through another brother or maybe just a revelation that the Holy Spirit would move in his heart and he would have a vision. I don't know. I just, I did not see myself as being a part of the equation at all whatsoever, not even a little bit. And really seeing that I was, it really woke me up to the reality that I don't just help my husband take care of his home. I don't just help him be a strong worker. I don't just help him build a strong ministry. I don't just help him eat. I don't just help him be clean. I don't just help him be a good person. I help him laugh. I help him have joy. I help him relax. I help him find peace. I help him um, come into the presence of the Holy Spirit. And my encouragement to you is don't underestimate what your simple presence can do when, excuse me, when you choose to just be present. And follow the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit is simply telling you to just be present with your husband. Um, especially if you have children, because 
is so easy when you have a children, a home. I know some of you have work and other tasks. Like for myself, I also do freelance. It's really easy to get sidetracked and only be in your husband's presence when you're serving him, when you're helping him with a task, when it's dinner time or when you are discussing, you know, the the to-do list essentially with him and things that need to get done to keep the house in order. But what about just romantically? What about platonically? What about, you know, as a friend? How much time are you intentionally setting aside for your husband and just saying the dishes can wait okay the laundry can wait my friends can wait that task can wait this job can wait my husband is my best friend my husband is my priority I love him I want him to know that I love him I want him to feel loved and I want a fellowship in spirit and in truth together as one body with him and I'm going to be intentional about making that happen when was the last time you did that think about it while you're thinking about it I also want to mention something else interesting that happened it's kind of like the reverse of my helping my husband and he turned around to help me I was very let me preface this by saying <laughs> I have been very transparent about my struggles with depression on my blog. Maybe not so much here on the Water Womanhood podcast, but I have on thehebrewhousewife.com. And it comes from various places, um, namely the fact that I don't really feel as though I got a childhood. I was very impoverished growing up and I had to be an adult very quickly. And, you know, when you don't really get a childhood, you always have a sense of longing for different things. And I'm sure those of you who may have daddy issues or abandonment issues may know exactly what I mean and how I feel that you just find yourself some days, no matter how happy you get or how much you're enjoying your current life, there are just some days where your mind wanders and you daydream and you fantasize about a version of your life that doesn't exist. But in that version of your life, you had that childhood or you had that relationship or you had your dad or, you know, you had that support, whatever it is. And in those days where I find myself wandering and daydreaming and fantasizing the most, I think I can be very despondent, disassociated, um, disengaged, very recluse and isolated. And it makes me very sad. I'm just going to say like, it makes me mourn. Sometimes I weep. I get so sad and this is probably my 30th time saying this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. Sometimes I feel like the female job, okay? Sometimes I feel that way, and it's a blessing. <laughs> it is such a blessing. It's extremely difficult, but, you know, there there have been some very dark moments in my life that I doubted God. I had no reason to believe in him you know, my only reason for believing in God for about a, a year straight when I was a teenager, 
um, I think like the year before I had my daughter, you know, I was a teen mother in case you didn't know. Um, about a year before I had my daughter, the only reason that I never gave up on God was I just kept thinking, you know what? All of these people can't be crazy. <laughs> these millions of people, billions that follow you, that bless your name, that call you blessed, they just can't be crazy. Like, I just refuse to believe that these people are just blindly believing in you for no reason. I refuse to believe that these people are blindly calling on the God of Israel for no reason. There must be something special about you. There must be something amazing about you. You must be blessed. There there just must be something. And before I walk away, I'm willing to find out what it is. I'm willing to find out what it is. And I'm really so glad. I know that that was the Holy Spirit. Because my life has just gotten better and the most high has shown me ever since I came into the truth in 2017 that my latter half would be better than the former. And I'm not going to lie, my first year in the truth was probably the hardest year of my life. I went through so many crazy, unexpected, just harrowing, horrible, horrifying, terrifying lonely, destructive, disgusting, dark things that I never would have expected to go through. And he truly rescued me. And it really wasn't even until I got married um, two years later, about two years later, that I started actually believing <laughs> that the Most High meant what he said that my latter half would be better than the former. And I really wasn't intending on getting into all of that today, but it's just so, the most high is just so wonderful. The most high is, as you can see, I'm speechless. I'm at a loss of words because again, Feeling like Job is a blessing and a curse. You know, you mourn your old life. Job lost all of his children, all of his servants, except for one, all of his flocks, all of his land and his properties. He even lost his health. The only thing that Job didn't lose was one servant, his life and his wife. That's it. And I know that there were moments that you know, even though he was strong and he had faith and he believed that Yah would, you know, of course, Job had his struggles. He believed that Yah would somehow come to his senses and judge Job righteously instead of, you know, bringing him anguish. But I'm sure, you know, I'm certain <laughs> that even when the Most High restored Job, there were times when he missed his old children. He missed his old flocks. He missed his old servants who were probably like family to him. He probably missed his old body and what it was like before he got sick, even though he was restored, you know? And sometimes it's so easy for myself to blur the line between existing in my new life and still mourning the old 
versus, okay, am I just being plain ungrateful? (laughs) And the Bible does not depict Job as a man who was ungrateful after having his life restored. And so I prayed yesterday for the Multi to really just give me some of his goodness today because I was able to really recognize that he has done a wonderful thing in my life. He has blessed me beyond what I ever imagined for myself, what I ever thought was even possible for someone like me. I never even thought that the God of Israel would have a single thought of me ever. I never thought that this wonderful God that everybody loves and praises so much would ever devote a single iota of intention towards any good thing in my life. And every day I'm blown away that he loves me and that he cares about me. And yet in my dark moment yesterday, I still just questioned why couldn't I have this life that I'm always fantasizing about? Why couldn't you just make the earth perfect? <laughs> why did you put the forbidden fruit before Adam and Eve or the forbidden tree? Why did, why did you create sin? Why is sin a thing? Why is darkness a thing? Why is our world like this? Why is my life like this? Why do I feel this longing? Why do I feel such a gap? Why is it a struggle for me? Why is it that no matter how far you bring me, I still feel this? And when is it going to go away? So I just prayed, God, Heavenly Father, thank you. I thanked him for everything. I thanked him for my health, for my life, for my marriage, my parents, my family. I thanked him for the miracles that he has worked on my life. I thanked him for protecting me when I don't even realize he's keeping me out of danger. There's so much to thank him for. And ultimately, as that spirit of gratitude began to overwhelm me in the Holy Spirit, I thanked him that he is faithful even when we are not. And I sought him for his goodness Because his goodness is never failing. And, you know, sometimes we have our own ideas about what his goodness should look like for us. You know, like a million dollars, right? I know I'm not alone when I say I pray for a few million dollars in my life, okay? Or a new car or maybe even a restored relationship or Whatever it is, what your idea of some sudden act of goodness from the most high would look like. But, you know, I just, I let that idea go. I didn't know what I needed. I didn't even know what I wanted. I just knew I needed some goodness. And in my heart, I just thought, whatever it is, Heavenly Father, whatever your version and your vision of goodness is for me today, I accept it. And I ask that you would just pour it down in my home, in my heart, on my marriage on our lives today. And (laughs) funnily enough, I was outside on our patio in a rocking chair, enjoying the beautiful day. And I thought, 
It is really such a truly beautiful, gorgeous day. Shout out to the Most High for his just amazing artwork, okay? The earth is just the most beautiful footstool one could have. It truly is. The Most High is so blessed. He is so blessed. His hands are so blessed. I'm just so blown away. It was just such a nice day. But I just thought to myself, well, I ain't going out there. You know, because sometimes I get anxiety about being out in our neighborhood for re reasons that I just won't expound upon in today's episode. And, you know, I've made excuses in the past for the past, you know, winter that I'm not going outside because it's cold and I'm, I'm going to wait till it gets warm. But now that it's warm and sunny and the sky's so blue and it's toasty and just beautiful, I still had an excuse. And I just thought, you know, I'm not going out there. I'm not I'm not going to waste my time. There's no reason I'm going to be in this house all day. Right. So I was up um, f from about 4 a.m. and I decided to get back in the bed at about 1045 and less than 15 minutes after I got in the bed, so about 11 a.m., my husband, he's just like wide awake. You want to go to the library? And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do I want to go to the library? If you don't know, the library um, every Sunday is like our family bonding ritual. We just saddle up. We stop by Starbucks every single time. I get my mocha frap. He gets some ice drink and we go from 1 p.m. to 5 when they close and just read, browse books, spend some time in the quiet around other nerds and <laughs> college students and kids who love books um, and when it closes, we will sit out by the water and then we'll grab something to eat and then come home. But we haven't been doing that for like the past three months. It's been such a long time. And I just thought the one day, the one day that I said, I'm not going outside today. I'm never going out there today. You can't make me. Then my husband's like, you want to go to the library? And for me, you know, it's my husband, you know, I, I try not to ever say no. So I'm really just laying in the bed with my back turned to him, rolling my eyes because I'm thinking the most high is just too funny. The most high is hilarious because in that moment when I said I wasn't going outside, I really just dared the most high to make me. I did. And, you know, I thought the most high was going to make me do it by, I don't know, setting my house on fire or I don't know, chasing me outside because there was a, a bug or something. But no, it was just simply my husband. So uh, I tell my husband, you know what? Yes, I would love to go to the library with you because we haven't been in a long time. But the whole time in my heart, I'm just thinking, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything. I'm in this funk. I'm thinking about this life that I don't have, this life that I could have could have, and should have had, had the most high, just loved me just a little bit more um, and held my family together and given me the sense to stay out of sin, giving me perfect wisdom when I was born instead of letting me learn these things the hard way, right? So I get up and get dressed. I leave with my husband 
We go to Starbucks. I get a wonderful coffee that's so delicious. I end up trying this new um, dish. Let me know if you tried it. It's not really a dish, but a new snack that they have. It's the um, lime frosted coconut bar. Oh, so good. It was so scrumptious. It was such a, del del what, what is the word I'm like? <laughs> it was such a, um, it was just delectable. It was just scrumptious. It was just such a treat. And it wasn't a big serving. It wasn't overly decadent. It was just a nice surprise. And I was so grateful. And then we drove to the library. And for the first time ever, you know, because usually when we go into the library, my husband runs in, he finds the most comfortable seat, and he sits there. He plants his bottom there and pulls out his laptop or a book, and he's just there enjoying himself. But today, as I asked him, babe, can you browse with me? Can you look at books with me? You always go and sit down, but today, I hope that you can spare a moment to, you know, walk around with me. Because typically, when he does... He always finds me the best books. Like, his intuition is just so perfect and strong. So, yeah, he finds me, um, you know, comics. And for those of you who don't know, I am, like, a major graphic novel head. Um, it's a topic for another day, but I love graphic novels, right? So we found one called Sleepless. And on the cover was this beautiful, gorgeous chocolate dark-skinned woman with long natural hair it was just she was looking so beautiful unambiguous and she was dressed kind of in like a victorian-esque um i wouldn't say medieval but yeah victorian-esque you know vintage european royalty it was just so gorgeous and nice to see a beautiful sister being represented well on a comic book cover at that, which is so rare. And my husband picked it out. So he also helped me pick out another string of books um, at the library. I got my stack. I joined him at a seat of his choosing, very comfortable one at that. And I did take a nap. And I read two of those books, two of those comics. And I really enjoyed myself. I really needed that getaway. I really needed to get out of my home, get out of my head, and just get out of um, the fantasy that I was formulating for a life that I don't have. So after I read my two comics, I take a nap <laughs> right there on the little library sofa. I just close my eyes while he's on his laptop. And I just take a lovely, dreamy, <laughs> almost movie-esque nap. And I'm just feeling so relaxed. I feel so much better. I'm just thinking, that was really nice. That was just good. The, I really enjoyed the books that I read also. And um, when it was time to leave, we sat out by the lake um, at the library because our library has a lake on it, you know, it has a deck with little cafe chairs and um, swings. Like, it's just really beautiful. It's so gorgeous. We sat up on the, the bank of the, you know, the lake on a park bench. And 
we read comics together, which is something that we actually did when we were recording. We used to read comics together. We used to read books together in general, but especially comic books. And it was just so, um, it was just so renewing. It was great to just be able to do something with him that we used to do a lot. And to really just step away from our responsibilities and the stress of life, you know, the stress of work, the stress of homemaking, the stress of family, and just to really bond with one another. And once we were leaving, um, we, we almost made it home and just for no reason, my husband, he says, do you want to go to Second and Charles? And before I can even say, what? Where is that coming from? This man is pulling into the parking lot. And I didn't even realize we were right in front of it. So he pulls in. I'm like, babe, you're naughty. Why are we going to the bookstore? You're being naughty. Because he knows I will spend money on books. Like, oh, like a crackhead will buy crack. Sister Asha is going to buy a book. It doesn't matter how many books I have on my shelf. It doesn't matter how many free books I have at the library. It doesn't matter how many books I can download for free off the internet. I don't care if there's a bookstore. I'm going to go in and I'm going to buy a book. I'm going to buy a book. <laughs> and we went inside. We did some browsing. We had a wonderful, amazing time. I found two very cool books that I'm really excited to read and on the way out I just grabbed another one just because it looked really good like I'm not gonna lie it looked really good so I picked it up and when we were leaving like I just really felt so renewed you know I laughed a lot more um at the bookstore than I did really at the library and I was really so blown away Really, truly so blown away. So I'm sitting here thinking, oh, okay, sounds like the most high heard my prayer. Um, I suggested to my husband that, you know, I can cook whatever he wants me to cook for him. But typically on Sundays, I don't really cook much. If we go to the library, we usually just grab something on the way home. Um, so we ended up getting some kebab. Um, he got lamb kebab and I got beef kebab with rice salad and like a chickpea stew. Yum, yum. Really good, right? <laughs> and we got home. We ate. We sat on the couch. We watched Ozark. And I just wrapped my arms around him and I just looked him in the eye and I said, thank you for loving me so much today because I was really sad. I was in a really dark place and I was praying so hard this morning for the most high to give me some of his goodness today. And I didn't know how he was gonna do it. And I don't know what I was expecting, but he used you. And I'm just so grateful, I'm just so thankful. And that, again, this was last night. I've been thinking about it all morning. I've been thinking about it all night. I've just, it's just been so, not even heavy on my heart, but just airy and fluttery in my heart that 
the Most High loves me, and the Most High has put someone in my life who he's using to love me even more. And that is such a blessing. When you you don't expect that the Most High's avenue and the route that he's going to choose to love you, to bless you, to protect you, to provide for you is going to come from the person with whom you're in a marital covenant. It just truly continues to blow my mind. And I want to encourage you today, when you have those moments of longing or sadness or anxiety about whatever it is, when you pray and you ask the Most High for answers, when you ask the Most High for solution, when you ask the Most High for joy, for goodness, also be open to the Most High moving through your husband. Because my day yesterday could have went completely differently had I said no to my husband that, no, I don't want to go to the library with you. I don't want to go out today. I want to sleep all day. I want to keep the blinds closed. I want it to be dark and depressing and sad. And I want you to leave without me if that's what you want to do. (laughs) Be open. After you pray and ask the Most High for something, don't be afraid to look directly at your husband. Because the answer could be coming right from there. Marriage is a ministry. Marriage is a place of servitude. Marriage is an altar. Marriage is a blessed, sanctified, consecrated throne room where we find ourselves worshiping the Most High (laughs) in the funniest of ways, in the most ironic of ways, but especially in the most beautiful Way And I believe this is why the word Yahushua, the most high cause marriage, the great mystery, the great mystery. And I don't know about you, but I'm really excited to continue to explore that mystery, to understand it, to grasp it, and to rejoice in it. Let your, let your needs be known. Be vulnerable. Share your heart. And also be open and willing to care and to listen and to be used by Yah when your husband is being vulnerable with you. And when he's showing you, either directly or indirectly, that the joy is not there for him, that the peace is not there for him, that he does have anxiety. Because like I said previously, I wasn't expecting the Most High to use me after I prayed for him to restore my husband's joy. And I wasn't expecting the Most High to use my husband in my life when I prayed for something good, when I prayed for some goodness, when I prayed for joy. Being married is just such a beautiful blessing. And (laughs) not to go back to being Job, (laughs) but I wish... I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. I wish that an angel would have grabbed me by the hands in the years of my youth and told me, look, you don't know what the Most High has in store for you. But if you just hold off, if you save sex for marriage, 
if you focus on being a good servant of Yahuwah, if you be chaste, if you be modest, if you flee sin and evil, there's so much blessing. There is pure ecstasy that has no guilt and no damage to your soul that is waiting for you in marriage. I wish <laughs> I would have came into this blessing a lot sooner. And I hope that more Israelite couples continue to marry young, like as soon as you can. <laughs> it, and I mean it. As soon as you can, as soon as you can, because there's no such thing as not being ready. When the Most High says you're ready, and the Most High brings that person into your life that you're meant to marry, you're ready. That's it. Hallelujah. Finally, brothers and sisters, um, and you've probably been able to hear my dishwasher throughout the duration of this whole episode. Thanks for being patient. Thanks for understanding. Shout out to all the homemakers. Shout out to the homemakers who don't have dishwashers. Shout out to the homemakers who have dishwashers and just don't use them because you're too old school. That was me for like probably the first three months when I moved in with my husband. Cause like I, at that point, I've never had a dishwasher in my life. And when we did, we we're just like, we're not using that thing. That thing doesn't work. doesn't get it clean until my husband was like, you know, you spend like an hour every night cleaning the kitchen when you could just load the dishwasher. Um, thank you. I'm sorry that it's an inconvenience, but I hope that it's providing some therapeutic white noise or that it has provided some therapeutic white noise in the background. I am hopefully, prayerfully, in the Most High's will, writing a novel, an Israelite novel, based on the book of Hosea. If you know me, you know that the book of Hosea is just really one of my favorite books of the Bible ever. Because it says something so profound about marriage. It says something so profound about the Most High's love for us. It says something so profound about the prophecies of the end time that we will come to see and understand as a people. And it says something so profound about redemption and forgiveness and grace and mercy. And it's really such a gorgeous love story that takes my breath away every time I read it. I learn something new. And I felt really inspired to write this story um, based on Hosea um, that takes place in an early post-slavery United States, I want to say about the year 1890-ish, that last decade, right before the 1900s. Um, because, again, I've said this so, so much, but slavery is a really important part of our history, not even just as so-called African-Americans, but as Israelites. And people want us to forget. They want us to stop talking about it. They want us to erase it not even just because of the political implications that it has for this modern time, but because we are God's children. 
and that slavery was something he promised that would come upon his children in our disobedience, in the breaking of the covenant that he made with us. So we don't need to stop talking about it. They want the next generation of children to completely forget that it ever happened. But I'm not going to let that happen. I'm going to write a book in the most size will. I'm going to write a book. And um, I want your prayers. I need your prayers. I've actually already started the first chapter. And in writing it, it was so natural, even though it was a little bit of a challenge. And I let it marinate for about three weeks. And then the other day I reread it and I just thought, wow, this is actually blessed. This is actually pretty good. Like it really shocked the heck out of me. I'm like, wow. <laughs> so I know that it was the Holy Spirit. I know that it was the most high. And I know that this is something that the most high wants me to write. It's an important narrative that we need to continue to speak about because we don't need to forget what the Most High has delivered us from. It's not even just about remembering slavery and remembering what we've overcome, but remembering what he has done for us and the love and the care that he has for us. And that is the entire premise of the book of Hosea is to remember him, to remember what he's done and remember the covenant that he's created for us to love us, to redeem us, that no matter what, he will never leave us. He will never forsake us, that he chose us and he can't unchoose us. He promised, he swore, he's not a man that he should lie. He signed his name on that contract and he meant it as our husband meant, according to Isaiah chapter 54 and the book of Revelation chapter 21, which is the entire premise of this entire podcast. If I'm being honest, I've said it already a million bajillion times. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your love. Thank you for continuing to reach out to me. Thank you for being so patient. Um, shout out to all the sisters who have been contributing, who want to contribute, and who will be contributing to the blog. If you haven't, please... Look at my emails that I'm sending you, sisters, because even though I haven't been updating this podcast like that, I do update emails, okay? And look, I'm not trying to be shady, <laughs> but you sisters are not, okay? You're not really opening the emails like that, okay? I'm just going to go, I'm going to come out and say it. You're not really <laughs> opening up my emails. Now, look, I'm not selling you anything. I don't have any products. I'm not, <laughs> you know, like if you want to purchase anything from my website, you can go right ahead, but I'm not really promoting those in the email. Look, open the email and you can also respond directly to the email to start conversations with me or to answer my questions if I ask about your day. If you want to continue to connect with me, because I'm not really on Instagram like that, because I'm just too private of a person, okay? And email is that very special private place where I can really talk to you. So if you haven't seen an email from me in a long time, maybe it's going to your spam folder. Maybe it's going to your promotions folder where it's getting lost in your Old Navy and Macy's junk mail that you're never going to open. So make sure you take the time open your email server, click the search box and type in the Hebrew housewife. Okay. 
And you're going to see Sister Asha there talking about some amazing, wonderful things. I also hope that you get the opportunity to look at and try out um, my lamb chop recipe that I finally shared after all these years on my blog. It's so delicious. It was really um, an answered prayer from the Most High. And I hope that you, you know, you and your family are blessed by it and that it's scrum deliumptious to you because it's scrum deliumptious to me. May the Holy Spirit be with you and may you be blessed. That is all for today's episode of Watered Womanhood. I hope you've been watered. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, consider making a small contribution towards the sustainability and production of the only biblical femininity podcast for Israelite women. $1, $5, whatever y'all puts on your heart, all donations make a difference. And you can use the link in the description to get started. Be sure to follow, favorite, and leave a review wherever you're listening to make this podcast even more visible to other Israelites. Remember that you can stay up to date and join us for some interesting dialogues at thehebrewhousewife.com. And go ahead and join my newsletter for some members-only perks. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body. And be ye thankful. Colossians chapter 3 verse 15. Until next time, Shabbat Shalom.